Well, certainly preaching begins with a call from God. Uh, we would not er- ever deign to do this if God was not calling us, because you would not succeed. But along the way, you get to discover some incredible joys. That's why I sit up here, because I get to be close to the music. And it is a wonderful place to be. Diana, Karen, Matthew, and Mike, thank you all for beautiful music, which we have heard again and again. And Jeremy, you and your team are amazing. Thank you. I'm so grateful that we are blessed with incredible music in this church. I've always said it's my sermon, and I love it. I get great preaching here, so I'm thankful for that. Well, here it is, Christmas Day, and the day that we celebrate how deeply God has shown his love to the world. Unconditional love, we call it. That love is revealed in a way which is very different from every other expression we can can imagine. See, God has come to us to show us how much God loves us. So what is that like? I said it's very different. David Cummington tells a story that I relate to about those long summer evenings when he and his buddies would go out fishing. They were little guys, but they were growing up at a wonderful time. They could go fishing or playing ball. But as happens, there came a time they had to go home. Supper was ready. And he said each boy's mother would call him home in a different way. Most mothers would just lean out the back door and yell for the child to come home. Danny, Stanley, come home. Now, some mothers had a big cowbell. They just rang it. And that child knew it was their time to come home. But there was that unique way of calling each child. But Dennis, he was called by his father. And his father had a very different way of doing it. Mr. Covington didn't stand on the back porch and yell for Dennis. He wandered down to the lake. And when he got there, he would just softly call his son's name, Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Pretty soon, father and son would be together, finding their way back as they walked home together. And Covington writes about this experience with his dad. He always came to the place I was before he called my name. That's the story of Christmas. It's what we celebrate this morning. God didn't yell out our name from the heavens sitting on the throne. Instead, God came to the place where you are. I told you Christmas is unique, different. Because God has come softly, gently calling your name, calling all of us who will follow to receive his love. I love it because Jesus came to the place where we are to be with us. Never underestimate how important this is, that God came for all people. The angel said it. For all people. All of us need God's love. So today we proclaim that he is Emmanuel, that God is with us. He is the light of the world, the hope of the world. God is love. And that love that God provides for us is so great, you can't even begin to comprehend it. I mean, we could spend every day, every hour talking about it, but we'll still fall short of how radically comprehensive and wonderful it is. And that love, in the beginning, was expressed in a miracle. 
the miracle of the birth of Jesus. Let me read you Matthew's account of it. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save this people from all their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And she called his name Jesus. You see, when Jesus came into this world, it was surprising because everybody was looking for something different. The Messiah, according to popular opinion at the time, was supposed to be a warrior king a conquering hero, to throw off the yoke of Rome, to restore Israel to its past glory, perhaps under Solomon or David, but we're looking for a baby. And maybe the people were asking, how does a baby fit into all of this? But God never has condescended to our expectations. Thank heavens. God doesn't conform to our expectations. What God does is show us a gift that is very personal and intimate. Jesus came as a baby. It's an incredible, unlikely story of love. So what does that look like? Why would God choose something like that? One mom wrote about her family going to a restaurant one evening, and they experienced something quite unexpected. Here's what she wrote. We were the only family with children in the restaurant. I sat with my son, Eric, in a high chair and noticed that everyone was quietly eating and talking. Suddenly, Eric, in his high chair, squealed with glee, and he said, Hi there. He pounded his fat baby fist on the high chair tray, and he bared his toothless grin. He was giggling and wriggling, as kids do sometimes. He was just happy. So his mom started looking around, trying to find that source of merriment. And then she saw it. It was a man with a tattered rag of a dirty coat, dirty, greasy, and worn. His pants were baggy. His toes poked out of his would-be shoes. She said his shirt was dirty and his hair was uncombed and unwashed and his whiskers were too short to be called a beard. His nose was so varicose it looked like a road map. And she said we were too far from him to smell, but I'm sure that he smelled. His hands waved and flopped as he waved to my baby. And then he started talking. Hi there, baby. Hey there, Buster. 
I see you. My husband and I looked at each other. She said, what do we do? Eric, though, continued to laugh. And he kept answering, hi, hi there. Everyone in the restaurant noticed. They looked at us. They looked at the man. That old geezer, she said, was creating a nuisance with my beautiful baby. Finally, the meal came, and the man began shouting across the room, Do you know patty cake? How about peekaboo? Oh, you know it. I can see, he said. But you know, she said, nobody thought that old man was cute. He was obviously drunk, and we were embarrassed. So we ate in silence, our heads down. Except for Eric, who was running through his repertoire of admiring Skid Row bum phrases, gestures. He just wouldn't quit. And, of course, the old man reciprocated with his cute comments. So we hurriedly got through the meal. And then we headed for the door. My husband, she said, went to pay for the check. He said, meet me in the parking lot. So we made a beeline for the door. And there he was, this old man, poised between us and the door. So I prayed, Lord, just let me get out of here before he speaks to Eric. As I drew closer to the man, I turned my back, trying to shield Eric. But Eric leaned over my arm. He reached out with those baby pick-me-up position arms. You know how kids will do. And before I could stop him, she said, Eric propelled himself from my arms into the arms of the old man. And suddenly, suddenly, a very old, smelly man and a very young baby consummated their love relationship. And Eric, in an act of total trust, love, and submission, laid his tiny head on that old man's shoulder. The old man's eyes closed, and I could see the tears hovering just beneath his lashes. I could see his aged hands full of grime and pain and hard labor, gently, so gently, cradling my baby's bottom and stroking his back. For no two beings ever loved so deeply for so short a time. She said, I stood awestruck. That old man rocked and cradled Eric in his arms for a moment. And then his eyes opened and he looked squarely in mine. He said in a firm, commanding voice, you take care of this baby. Somehow I managed. I will. He pried Eric from his chest unwillingly, longingly, as though he were in pain. And I received my baby, and the man said, God bless you, ma'am. You've given me my Christmas gift. She said, I said nothing more than a muttered thanks. With Eric in my arms, I ran for the car. And when I got there, my husband was wondering why I was crying, holding Eric so tightly, and why I was saying, God, forgive me. For I had just witnessed complete, unconditional love 
shown through the innocence of a tiny child who saw no sin, who made no judgment. A child who saw a soul and a mother who saw a suit of clothes. I was a Christian, she wrote, who was blind, holding a child who was not. I felt it was God asking, are you willing to share your son for a moment when he shared his son for all eternity? Do you know why I love Christmas? It's because God chose the most unconventional, the most unexpected way to express love. How do you refuse that gentle, loving face? Jesus grew into the man who healed, who taught, who changed the world, who continued to welcome those that everybody else turned their back on. Can you imagine what it was like for the leper? Jesus touched and healed. For the man who could not see, to suddenly find his eyesight restored, not just to see the world, but to see God as we need to see God. Do you know what it was like for a woman at a well that everybody else rejected to be given eternal life, the gift of the Savior's love? But most importantly, do you know what it's like for you? For God has shown up in the most precious and fragile forms and then expressed the most undeniable power. You are loved. God has shared with us himself, Jesus Christ. He is the Savior of the world. He is our hope. And I love what he said. You are my friends. So today we declare Emmanuel, God is with us, and God loves us. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us the value of every precious soul, ours and everyone around us. Help us to embrace that love that you brought into the world to be the gift of Christmas to all who think they've been forgotten, are overlooked, are unloved. Help us to love as you commanded, as you have loved us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now unto him who is able to keep you from falling, who is able to present you faultless before the throne of Almighty God with exceeding joy, Unto him be dominion, majesty, and honor, both now and forevermore. Brothers and sisters, go in peace and go in love. Amen.